Hello and welcome to Irish Ears, a Disney fancast. Your Irish viewpoint on Disney news with a slight bias for our home park, Disneyland Paris. We are your hosts. I'm Megan from Belfast and my socials are at Megan Loves Magic and Stuart is from Dublin and his socials are at DLP Tips for Irish. Let's get straight into the news as we record this on Tuesday the 12th of December. Now Megan, we have not had a pod for a little few weeks and we've been getting a lot of, an awful lot of people asking us to record a pod. So just apologies first off to everyone for life. <laughs> what yeah, can you do? life just got in the way, but we're back. Spoiler alert, um, we're going to talk about Disney on Ice later on, um, I think. <laughs> I put it into the into the schedule. Is it on the list? I'm going to put it in now. And, yeah, um, do it. Yeah, so we have had about six weeks. Um, so yeah, apologies. And we're going to cover pretty much everything that's happened in the last six weeks. Um, a lot of things only need a few seconds <laughs> to cover. And some things need a few minutes. Yeah. So we'll kick it off with our last pod was towards the end of October. So what else? Only Halloween. Now, Halloween night. Um, let's talk about Disneyland Paris, I suppose. Um, a lot of people were kind of disappointed by what went on on Halloween night. Um, it wasn't a ticketed event. It was just extra stuff going on in the parks. I think the day felt a bit extra in itself, but there was no, there was no drones. I think everyone's just like on every special night. If there's no drones, people are disappointed. So. I think it was just, yeah, just a bit of an extra night. It was open late until like 1 a.m. And what, do you remember anything about it? I don't remember anything special going on. Um, I don't, I, I was watching it on Twitter. I remember like watching people's coverage on Twitter, but I just don't remember seeing anything that really made me go, oh, wow, look at that. Like, and I think you're right about the drones thing. I think that they've set the standard now that uh, there's going to be drones all the time and then when there are no drones people get upset and you know i think Hall- a halloween drone show might have been really fun i hopefully hopefully next year that's gonna be on the cards because i almost miss halloween for that because, but i just don't think like halloween season is just so great like i just i kind of miss halloween when when christmas started like i was it was too soon for me november 11th i think it was Christmas starts and, um, earlier every year in life, I think, just <laughs> every single year. Like, no sooner, like, Christmas this year has started before Halloween ended, and I feel like I'm over Christmas already. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of the, the uh, night at Disneyland Paris, I don't really think, it's. it was kind of nice that all guests got to get involved in it, and there wasn't any kind of extra charges sneaked in there. And based on the offering that they had, I don't think there was enough there that they could have justified charging extra extra ticket prices to get in anyway. Yeah, and we were always saying that, like, at Disneyland Paris, they don't charge extra for an awful lot of events, which they do charge extra for in the States. So mm-hmm. we can't complain too much, but we will. We can't complain too much. <laughs> but, um, like, some of the charges <laughs> for the Halloween nights, we were saying in the last pod, like, $100, I think the... The Christmas nights can be upwards of $200 in Florida. And a lot of the, like in Florida, the, a lot of the Halloween and Christmas entertainment is almost gatekept to those paid mm. events. You know, if you're just going as a regular guest during the day, you don't really get an awful lot. Aside from maybe a parade uh, for Christmas or Halloween, you don't really get an awful lot in Florida without paying that extra money. Standard so we are lucky in Paris shorts. in that way. You're standing there in your shorts in like, <laughs> know, you know, 30 bizarre. degrees with the snow. Fun times. 
Um, so, so leading into the, the Christmas launch and was my Christmas trip. And I went over, I think it was, oh, I had an awful lot of drama. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> we tried to get oh, out I before remember. that storm. Oh, yeah, I remember. And um, we tried to get out before the storm. And then our, our earlier flight got cancelled, blah, blah, blah. And we made it over and we had like two full days in the parks. Um, and, you know, it was, it was with the full on kids experience. So I still haven't been over to Disneyland Paris for like Christmas, con- a Christmas content trip, which is still on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, you know, like my wife will, will agree to this. There's, there's, there's an awful lot of effort that goes into like bringing over a two year old and a seven year old with very different needs and stuff like that. So it was lovely and all, it was just, we, we struggled an awful lot with the weather and things like that. And then, um, little things like didn't go our way during the trip, just timings of things. And like when you get wet at Disneyland Paris and you're hiring a buggy and stuff like that, your day is, you're nearly looking at the, at the next shuttle home just to get dry stuff. Um, but yeah, it was my first experience of everything Christmassy at Disneyland Paris. Like that was my first, um, Christmas parade. That was my the highlight of my my trip. Really, was the parade. So we saw the um, the parade up at the castle, and we stood beside the, the kind of princess stage, which was incredible. It was yeah. very much like Dream and Shine Brighter vibes. Standing there waiting for the the the, dan- the 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 performers to get on stage and stuff like that. And um, and then we went up to the town square for the night the later on parade, and that was amazing too. You know, we we stood by the little oh, fire yeah, hydrants. The that, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I see an awful lot of people standing at the fire hydrant um, right in front of the dentists. Do you know that spot? Um, and yeah, yeah. Do you know, we, yeah, we got our hot chocolate, we got our uh, croque monsieur, and we got our little sandwiches and stayed there for like 45 minutes before the parade started just to get, made sure we got the right spot. And we we watched the Christmas tree lighting parade about three, uh, the ceremony about three times. <laughs> so... <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Like the highlight there was was Belle got off the the float and gave my seven year old a, a big hug because she's wearing like a bell jumper, and it was totally Aww, like pixie so dust. And I have it on, I have it on video, but I don't share that sort of stuff. Um, I send it on to you. <laughs> I think I did actually. Yeah, send um, it to me. But you you have it for your own memories, which is just as important. So yeah, and I have like super blurry pictures of me dancing with my kids in town square, like that mean nothing for Instagram but they're just very very special for me so that was it was all good all good um, I knew you would the love the second Christmas parade I came, it is absolutely yeah, amazing it really was um, like the snow again it was like November 13th 14th so I really struggled with this thing about like the waves of Christmas so like I thought that going to Disneyland Paris for Christmas good and early would like give me all the Christmas vibes and then let it settle down and then December will kick off again and I get the vibes again. But I don't know, yeah. I just felt it was a bit early. So I'm always saying to people that November is a great time to go over. But for me, it was a little bit early with the Christmassy vibes. It was quite mild, you know. I think if I was going over this week in December or like next week, you'd probably yeah. feel a lot more magical. I don't know, it's just me, just me giving out. I suppose November is kind of better crowds wise will we we used to go in november for christmas we haven't the last couple of years but it was pure we are like decision purely based on there being less schools and being off and things like that that's why we would have gone in november but 
when we've been in December, it's been way busier, but definitely better atmosphere. So I suppose it's just like weighing up, which is more important to you. It really is. It really is. That last week actually is great prices. So the first week of December is great prices to go over. I think that could be a happy medium. But mm. you're, you're always taking people out of school and stuff and taking annual leave. So you're damned if you do. Um, I came straight back from Disneyland Paris and I went up the north <laughs> to Disney on Ice. Yeah, you did. And that was, I have to tell you now, my expectation was pretty low for Disney on Ice. Um, I, I, I think that, it, you know, it wasn't going to be as good as a Disneyland Paris production, you know, but it's a third party company who runs the show. And yeah. it was fantastic. It was just banger after banger of all the tunes, you know, it was clearly like, you know, back back in track, you know, it was karaoke. But oh, yeah. it really did, it really did hit home, you know, all the tunes and just being in a, in a like a, a venue of, I don't know what the SSC arena holds, like 10,000 people or something. And something like that, 10,000 sounds about right. Half of them being kids with the little lighty up ones thing, you know. <laughs> um, it was good crack, like it was really good. I recommend it to anyone going next year, like just, book it as soon as the day comes out because it was only there for a weekend it was crazy like i forgot that it was just a weekend they usually do a couple of different shows throughout the year it comes like two or three times a year that's kind of why i haven't been the last few times is because i've seen it so many times because it comes so often but uh, they do tend to do more frequent but short runs in belfast i don't know yeah i just feel like any chance you get to be in an arena with ten thousand people bopping along to disney songs just go for it <laughs> like i don't care if i'm gonna it's be a there. Vibe. yeah it's definitely a vibe it's it, definitely a vibe it doesn't but matter ha- for the oldest ones there it's still a vibe oh it's definitely the oldest person there for sure um and like <laughs> but like all the merch and all the food is disney prices though just just make sure you're aware of that like crazy crazy stuff and it's in yeah. and it's in sterling as well so it was pretty much like euro prices in sterling if that makes sense like I always remember as a kid, yeah. we always like, oh, with sterling prices, we always thought that it was like one and a quarter for an Irish pound or one and a quarter for an Irish euro. Whereas now it's right. like, they're the same prices up north, just that they're they're more, mm-hmm. they're still still one and a, and a bit, like, you know. But um, yeah. yeah, great crack, absolutely great crack. Just buy your bubble one before you go. Oh, just don't buy it at all. <laughs> don't buy it at all. <laughs> just dead. <laughs> or bring it from Disneyland Paris like save money save money fly to Disneyland Paris buy a bubble wand and go up to Belfast for your Disney Eyes. there you go top tip there we go um, right after that then boom boom <laughs> right after that then we had um, a little sneak peek there was a few content creators who went over to a kind of a PR launch for the new colours uh, what's it called Symphony of Colours season I don't know what to call it like it's going to be three quarters of the year next year at Disneyland Paris. Symphony of Colors is the kind of wraparound name for the whole season. And that starts off with the Electrical Sky Parade on January 8th. I need to be very careful about these dates in my head because I'm getting so confused about dates. Um, and then yeah. we have A Million Splashes of Color, which is the daytime hub show, which starts February 10th. Um. Yeah, so like it looks incredible. The all new show, all new show, all new outfits. 
Uh, we have Mirabelle finally making her grand appearance to Disneyland Paris. We have Asha becoming more than just a meet and greet. Um, I don't know how they're going to integrate that whole situation. Um, but I can't wait for this. Like Mickey's little costume looks incredible. It's giving me big Toontown vibes from uh, California. His little jacket and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, like what? Yeah, I'm not, are you I'm not, I'm not allowed to, to say I'm, the name of the outfit. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a bad boy he's a bad boy yeah if yeah. if you want to know the name dm me after but um Beep. oh no it looks amazing i can't I, I still can't believe that they've managed to get asha into the parks before they've got mirabelle in like that's still shocking to me but i'm really excited to see new characters like more recent and up-to-date characters being integrated into the parades and shows and from what i've seen which is very very little to be fair um, I think it's going to be up there with Dream and Shine Brighter, quality-wise. At least I certainly hope it is, because yeah, well, the team proved what they, pr- they proved what they could do with Dream and Shine Brighter. They did, so yeah. My and I think expectations I think Stitch, are high. Stitch is heavily involved also um, with this instant win, and like DLP goes mental for Stitch. I don't get it. Oh, Stitch, Stitch <laughs> like, has more merchandise than any other character at DLP. I've never seen a character with so much merchandise. I would say he's probably got more than Mickey at this point. Yeah, like Stitch is the Parisian Duffy, basically, is what's happening there. Oh, I, like, yeah. Do we miss the memo or something? Like, when you go to Penny's or Primark, or whatever, like, it's wall to wall Stitch. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I just woke up and everyone loved Stitch one day. I don't know. Amy loves Stitch. I'm kind of like, yeah, cute, but like not obsessed. I need to get Amy on the pod and ask why the hell Stitch. Yeah, next episode. I'll get her on. There we go. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Explain yourself. Um, Yeah, so that that looks that looks incredible. Um, So just want to talk also about the Electrical Sky Parade. This like, oh, man, I'm so tempted to book something just to see one night of that. And the only thing holding me back is that January, middle of January, you could book a one night trip and it could be cancelled due to the wind and you could have a complete waste of a trip. So this looks incredible. We have the electrical, uh, Main Street Electrical Parade music. I don't know if you heard the the kind of the leak of the, the, the official leak, the official leak of the music. The music makes me so happy. Like I used to watch it on YouTube all the time. Like, when they had the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland Resort and that we just the wee tune going, I was like, oh, it's really nostalgic. And it's, yeah, I think people are going to love it. And it looks like they've, from the art that they've put out already, it does literally look like they have just taken what was on the ground and put it in the sky and I'm here for it. Oh, I am com- so here complete, for it. It's just so, like, whoever, like, imagine a board, a boardroom, like, whatever, big ideas, at Disneyland Paris and someone just I don't know what they were on or whatever but fair play take more of it <laughs> because somebody sat yep. back in their yep. chair and goes why don't we do a mainstream electrical parade in the sky and it just takes away everything I think I mentioned on the last podcast unless I mentioned it to you in in like our chats or whatever but like mm. it takes away all the negative like the negative things that you think about with Disneyland Paris about crowd control pushing to get to the front of things um, and puts it up in the sky, which is fantastic. Like, yeah. the the um, Avengers-powered night I... works so well because everyone is just looking straight up in the sky. It's just so high. And 
one of the things that everyone complained about with dreams coming back was that the projections were so low on the castle and you kind of had to be very close to the front to see and maybe they didn't factor that in to the comeback but this is going to be like they're talking i think um it was a sound for god on one of her cinematic masterpieces <laughs> um she was saying that um like they're they're looking at twice or triple the height of the castle with the drones they're going to go higher than ever before wow. so this is like i just can't wait i just love everything to do with the drones at disneyland paris and it took me about a day or two to cop because i was i was in, like on purpose i wasn't getting too involved um with the the details of the drone show because i wanted to kind of just stagger it out over a few days as far as content goes and then i just read it again and i was like hang on a sec there they have pyro from the drones so they're gonna have these fizzy kind of you know the halloween kind of i don't know what what you call them do you know at the end of illuminations and dreams the way they have the fizzy yeah the fizzy fireworks yes the one they go yeah they go right around circle like they're like sort of like catherine wheels kind of yeah yeah so they're gonna have those like dripping from drones that's going to make the Peter Pan's uh, boat seem like, you know, it's, yeah. it's flying. That's the pixie dust. Like Incredible. Just all about it. All about it. Can't wait. I'm I'm all about anything that is going to make guest experience better. So, like, you know, I'm a big fan at the American parks of when they project things onto Main Street instead yeah. of onto the castle because it means people aren't fighting each other to get to the front and there's no kids on shoulders and things like that like the more you can put high up either on a projected on a building or in the air is a win for me i yeah well surprise surprise they're putting projections on main street are they actually yes ben ben Sparling yes. said that in in the release that um they're going to light up main street like the, the buildings like with projections so I am taking full responsibility for that because I've <laughs> about that non on here. So that's, I did that. <laughs> Take it and run with it. Take it and run with it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's such a good time as well because with the launch of World of Frozen in Hong Kong, like there was just so much mm-hmm. fuss made over the drones. And I saw some comments kind of slightly salty, which I'll take because I love the, com- the competitiveness mm. of, of between the parks, was saying that like, you know, oh, you know, th- those drones were fine, but like, it's kind of what, like, they're kind of catching up to what Paris was doing maybe a year and a half, two years ago, different basic drones. And now we just want to see the next generation of pa- Paris drone shows. I want to see Paris, like, bring it. You know, I want it like a drone yeah. fight in the skies. Love it. A drone Big fight? Time. Give me that. So, <laughs> imagine that. Because um, I always, <laughs> like, in my crazy mind, um, I always thought that it wouldn't it be incredible for one night, say like Bastille Day or some of like that, if they could completely encircle like 270 degrees, if they could encircle the plaza, so the hub, the entire hub with drones. So from Frontierland all the way around behind the castle and up to in front of Discoveryland and have this kind of mesh net of like thousand drones and creating some sort of scene like, like I, I don't know. Maybe it's not possible. Maybe it's not doable. I mean, they have to can't they can't fly drones over where people are clearly, and Mm. they have to be able to um, recover them if they go wrong. So they can fly them over water and things like that. So 
But we'll see. We'll Get see. Ben Spalding guys, on the phone. We, I tell you what, it's going to happen. We're going to manifest that. We're going to get him on here. Okay. And we're if gonna, you're listening, Ben. We, he does listen. And we are going to ask ask all the questions that we're not allowed to ask. And we're going to push for the answers that he's not allowed to give. <laughs> um, moving Sorry, back so on then to slightly more mundane things. And we had Mickey and Minnie's birthday. Tell me, what day is Minnie's birthday? You should know this. Look at the tattoo on your arm. <laughs> the 18th of November. Um, 18th of November, yes. Yeah, I was really, like, excited about that. And I think the little show was really good, what I saw of it online. I was so gutted for anyone who went specifically for that day because the weather was shocking and they had to cancel, like, half of the performances of it. Um, I think they only managed to run, I think they only managed to run, like, two performances out of the four or five that were meant to happen, which is rubbish considering there's been, like people rehearsing for that and like it's mickey and minnie's birthday it's a big occasion and it's the 100th anniversary year as well so there was probably a lot um of hype and excitement around that and it just kind of fell flat because of the weather it's such a shame but that's obviously nothing you can really do the weather is what it is it is and they kind of the first thing i saw when they reeled out uh, this show was that they just used the pride outfits again <laughs> which is fine yeah. but it's a bit strange i'm not gonna lie in a world where mickey and minnie have so many outfits and you know they have their formal outfits also um yeah. it's a bit strange but i will they say that the, the, the yeah, disney 100 it? outfits would have been perfect Ex- for that like well they've been burned apparently i don't know where I don't know what's happened to those. They made like one day of appearance and that was about it. Yes. Um, One thing Disneyland Paris is doing a lot these days and it's just, again, a testament to the cast members being the absolute saving grace of the parks in general in Paris. There's just so many shows that require, like, I'm I'm not a dancer, clearly, if anyone's ever seen me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, these people, the amount of just dedication and um what what's the word i'm looking for like all the all the training they have to go through for these shows like you can't just learn choreography for a 20 minute show that takes weeks to learn that and they and they they're all doing it in the like, middle of the night and everything it's, it's 2 a.m 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m and they get the, the 6 a.m bus home again crazy stuff and just hats off to them because they these, these little shows like the Mickey Minnie's birthday, like Disney 100, like what yeah. have we had recently again, um, the new uh, princess happening um, at the castle stage, like the new um, gazebo happening at uh, Town Square. These are all like additional pieces of choreography that the cast members just tack on to all the rest of the choreography in their head. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just... My my brain is not wired for this sort of retention of muscle memory, but it's incredible what they do. They're wizards. So. Absolute wizards. Wizards, Harry. That's her. That's the wrong IP. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so right after that, then we move into kind of the end of November and we had the Wish movie with Asha um, coming to the parks, or as some people call her, Asha, which is fine because Anna Asha. is Anna. So Asha, Asha, Asha is mm-hmm. Asha. 
And um, I take it that you have not seen the movie yet? Classic, no. I have not been to the cinema. But then naughty, a little naughty. birdie uh, told me that it might be on Disney Plus sooner rather than later. So I am going to wait and watch it at home in the comfort of my house where I've already paid uh, a clean fortune for Disney Plus. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that's... I will like, wait. It, it would be crazy not to put that on Disney Plus for the, the holiday period, whatever they call it these days. Um, it's been yeah. an absolute disaster at the box office. Uh, one of the, apart from the Marvels, you know, the, 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 the one with uh, Brie Larson and Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, and that yeah. that's, that's now the biggest uh, Disney flop ever. It's like, it was wow. the most expensive Marvel movie ever made. So, and it's like $200 million in the red. So, um, but anyway, that leads yeah. on to part Congrats two of this whole chats, chats later on. <laughs> Congrats to all involved. And it wasn't that bad a movie, but anyway, we'll get, get that <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, sorry, just wish movie. My non-spoiler review is like literally five stars. I, I hate the hate this movie has gotten in comment sections everywhere. You know, people really want to hate it because of just the vibe with big Disney these days. And the movie itself was pure joy. Um, it was meant. It was kind of overbilled as a as a kind of an ode to the 100 years of Disney. And there's definitely Easter eggs in the movie, and um, the style of animation was a clear Easter egg for um, you know just paying tribute to the last hundred years. The music's fantastic. Like I know that some yeah. of the songs are getting a bit of a bit of a beating for being a bit basic. Compared to the likes of Encanto or I like the one I like the one? one that blew up on TikTok whenever they were doing the Disney one hundred they were like doing the Disney one hundred card game on TikTok and one of the the wish songs one of the tasks you had to do each day was like to make a TikTok and you had to use one of the songs from Wish was in it that the King's TikTok for it to count. No, it was um it was Asha singing. Okay. I, oh yeah. Well, like it, Jesus. So it might not be. Sorry, I won't. <laughs> I shouldn't say the Lord's name in vain. There. Um, everything Asha sings, <laughs> everything Asha does is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. In the soundtrack, um, Ariana DeBose is like. Do you know the way we we felt that? Um, Haley, gone. Halle, what's her Italy? name? Halle Bailey. Uh, yeah. Um, Do you know yeah. the way? Like she was just like picked up. Like she was born a Disney princess. Ariana DeBose yeah. was exactly the same and it was just like made to be a Disney princess even though spoiler alert but Asha is not a princess like she's 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 not a princess no she's kind of like Mulan vibe um not a princess but a princess okay. all the same part yeah. of the franchise probably they'll do their best they'll do their best but yeah the movie I think was fantastic you know I'm kind of bullying that I haven't gone back to see it twice because I want to see it again in the cinema um mm-hmm. and you know we have cheap nights locally here it's fine i pay disney plus as well it's fine oh it's love good. that for you yes um <laughs> so yeah if you can get to see it no pressure megan no pressure disney plus would be fine i know bob bob will be oh, happy yeah i'm going to disney plus it yeah and that means you can watch it twice in one day so all good and you can just spotify the I soundtrack could watch it. i could watch it a hundred times in a row if i wanted to yeah 
Um, then we had the Frozen anniversary, which was fairly low key, but also a bit more than um, a lot of people were expecting. So we had a little uh, float slash parade thing happening. We had God, what else did we have for the Frozen anniversary? Oh, I did. Did you see um, Anna or Elsa or Olaf welcoming people into the park? I, just, I, I really thought that was going to happen. No, I didn't see that. No, all, all I saw um, was they changed the screen above the theatre where they do the Frozen show in studios to add a, like, a 10 to it, but they didn't change the show at all. <laughs> I was oh, like, Lordy. that's that's a, that's a classic DLP move. That's a DLP I, move right there. Um, I gave away, I gave away a lounge flight for the Frozen 10 anniversary and I pretty much did more than Disneyland Paris <laughs> for the anniversary. Um, I kind of get it. Like, I get it that they're waiting probably until the Frozen land opens to do a huge, big Frozen yeehaw, but like... It was one of their biggest movies. Like that's the one that people, you see, like so many kids dressed as Anna and Elsa, and they're the ones the kid that they get real kids get disappointed that they can't meet in the parks. Like they're still a huge deal after all this time. So I kind of maybe was hoping for a little bit more, but it's fine. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> not it's not one to lose sleep over, but no, no but like with Frozen, they have. Like, imagine if they just didn't promote Stitch at all. It's kind of like, I know Stitch doesn't have a movie coming out, but, like, we're frozen. Hmm. I mean, people have kids who are going, are getting older. <laughs> and if your kid loves Frozen or whatever, and by the time Arendelle is built, it's going to be another, at least another 18 months before it's fully, like, yeah. open or whatever. So you're potentially, like, you know, three year old's gonna be nearly five or whatever. That that it kind of just matters, you know. And the current Frozen offering in the parks is a bit scant, really. Like the Frozen show Sorry. in studios is a bit basic. the The fact that Anna and Elsa are on uh, Stars on Parade at the end, you know, that's that's great. But like, it's not really like like it's it's one of their biggest IPs ever. They've confirmed they've done a Frozen two, which they seem to ignore kind of apart from just a few backgrounds and which had unbelievable songs in it like which they haven't integrated at all into any they went they did for frozen season in 2020 before the parks closed because of the panini Um, they did do like a really actually what i i thought it was really good i think i was in the minority i think most people were like trashing it but i really enjoyed it they did a frozen 2 cavalcade and there was an amazing mix like of the songs from frozen 2 i would love to get it i wonder if someone's got it on youtube um like a mashup of all Mm. different songs from frozen 2 and it was actually really really good i was kind of hoping they would revive that sometime um but yeah frozen 2 just seems to be completely written off I know, like, does like, not exist in DLP. <laughs> that Frozen 2 cavalcade, I remember them getting off. They got off the the floats and they got up on the stages for a few things. Mm-hmm. That was the situation, wasn't it, in early 2020? Uh-huh. And they had um, dancers with like the Arendelle flags and stuff as well. Uh, and they had a new float as well that is probably with the, not with the horse new anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> but like, um, but Bob oh. has confirmed like Frozen Three and Frozen Four. You have like Arendelle getting built in Paris. You have World of Frozen. Like they're all in on Frozen, apart from kind of 
where it matters, which is actually giving guests exposure. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so I can totally understand the meet and greet situation. That's just not a situation that we want to get back to. So they no. could use their imagination, like having them meeting guests from the, the train station. Um, I expected that and it didn't happen, clearly. Like mm. the float cavalcade where they get up on the stages, that's another way of just having um but then are they afraid of like guests running to give them hugs during the show kind of like you know it could be nasty i don't know anywho people need to behave themselves they um, do is <laughs> it's they like do. Yeah, the bottom line people need to behave themselves i don't know if you know um you know sam the cast member shout out to sam um He's an amazing cast member, Disneyland Paris, and he's guest flow, and he's just so um, energetic. Um, I'm constantly on to him about, because his, his form of guest flow is just so happy and so uplifting. Yeah. Like, he mimics the, the announcements, you know, that happen over the, the tannoys and things like that. And I'm always saying to oh, him, class. like, we need you to, to, like, whip Disneyland Paris guests into shape. Like, get him to do a little video about guest oh, behavior about like you know yourself. yeah how to stand how to be how how not to be these type of things how to adult how to adult how to adult and how to child also <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know um so let's just we'll leave that there and let's just hope that i mean everything disneyland paris has done big like when they've gone all in on something has been incredible so hopefully they, mm-hmm. like how could they see the 10th anniversary coming? Who knew that 10 years after the, the movie coming out was the 10 year anniversary? <laughs> Surprise. Um, but hopefully let's just put it all on hold until summer 25. Um, yeah. Where we're going to, we're going to get the, the park extension that we all dream of. Hopefully. And then, Thursday, November 30th. I say Thursday because that was the reason I wasn't there because hello, yeah. school night. Like, it looked like all the reports of this Christmas night annual pass event were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Walking with the Woods were over there, said it was great. You know, this is the, I think this is about the second or third night, AP night in a row that's been very well received by people who've been there on the night. Like it might not create great content because it's just so dark and um, they tend to do these strange like treasure hunts. They didn't do a treasure hunt for the Christmas night, but the whole mm. Beauty and the Beast theme, Christmas and stuff kind of linked in well. And they had some nice shows and people said, yeah, it was a success. But Thursday night is not a it vibe. Was probably really, It was probably really good because it didn't sell out. I yes. feel like that might be the reason why people enjoy it because there was less people at it. Because that's that's where a lot of the problems tend to come up, not just with the AP events, but the ticketed parties in general is that they sometimes oversell and it turns into a bit of like a cattle farm. And I think it is annoying doing it on a Thursday because that does exclude an awful lot of people from being able to come. Um, and that it's, you know, sometimes not always announced enough in advance for people to to make plans to attend it but maybe i don't know how they'd get away with this with it being an ap night but like maybe this is what they need maybe like a cap on attendance in the future to create more enjoyable events 
might be needed. Or I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, like, people are always complaining about the cost. So there's always a trade-off. Like, we talked about the American parks and their ticketed event prices. Like, if you want the experience, you have to set a price that, that, you know, clears the market. Pardon the the bunny ears here. Um, And gets people in, Hmm. gets it to a good good level of attendance without being too much of a ask financially of people. But, like... I know a lot of people who just completely write off these events because it's 55 euro. Like it, it's an extra 220 euro per year, pretty much on top of your AP yeah. for these nights. And it, it just wasn't part of the deal in their mind. Um, so they just don't bother with them, which is a shame because they yeah. are good nights. Um, and I think that, yeah, if, if we could get them not being on Thursdays, I think I'm hoping now March 22nd is the next AP event um, announced. And that is a Friday night. So hopefully it was just the fact that Disneyland Paris kind of farms out um, the parks to private events and parties and things of that during November and December. And clearly Friday nights bring in more um, income for them. um, The fact that they've moved it back to... The the fact that they've moved it back to Friday does kind of suggest that it was a scheduling thing and that the Thursday night was maybe the only night that they had clear to do it. Hopefully that's then going to make them, they'll bring them back to doing weekends and they'll be more accessible to pass holders. Because they have, like, despite what I pretty much said earlier, um, they have to be accessible at the new AP prices, particularly for those paying the uh, premium, the top uh, gold annual pass the, the events need to be they need like, like yourself, <laughs> the, the, the events need to be accessible for people who are paying that premium because that's part of what you're paying for is the access to these events yeah and it, it being not don't get me wrong it being so cold um kind of took the decision away f- like i was kind of glad that that it was a thursday that i, I was like no no i can't go it's thursday not the fact that it's going to be like minus five <laughs> but, <laughs> you know like um but it did look like a, a great night you know the We've clearly put our line in the sand here that Disneyland Paris is just selfie locations for characters. It does mean that you just kind of pop into a crowd. I know your heart is breaking here because you can't get that like mm-hmm. that lovely character meet number up higher and higher. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's no clearly no photo pass going on with those selfie oh. locations. And it, it, again, like these these parties are all during the dark, so your selfie like camera is not going to be great for pictures and things like that unfortunate but that's just 2023 for you um but you do get in like i remember we met um the sheriff uh, not met the sheriff the sheriff of nottingham at the at the was it the halloween event and fair enough there was like a crowd two or three deep all around them but literally you kind of just like slot in and you quickly get to the front and then he comes over to you and you have a nice little interaction with him and then um, you you get your selfie and you take a little video and then you're gone again. And maybe this is just okay. the way it needs to be in Paris. Like I'm still waiting for somebody high up somewhere to tell me why Paris is the way it is that we can't have meets. Um, is it just? I just can't understand it. That, I can't understand it. Well, back to the fact that we won't pay for premium events. So if they said, okay, Megan. Here's the email in your inbox tomorrow. It's 150 euro for an AP event night. And you're going to have 20 minute queues 
and meet six characters on the night. You'd be there. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, I'd be there. But, I'd be, see if you could guarantee that. But like you can't. But you, DLP would charge that price, and the queues would be three hour long. So you'd get yeah. one character if you were lucky. That's the way it would just go. Like you couldn't guarantee that number of rare characters because I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I mean, like, it just doesn't work for some reason. We do have a little bit of rose tinted glasses. I know you're 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 veering towards being more of a Disneyland California annual pass holder these days than a Paris pass holder, mm. but like <laughs> it's not it's not uncommon for the American parks to have really long queues for specific special characters. They just have in general a better vibe with characters and shorter queues for characters that are much longer queues in Paris. So, sometimes, but I. Not at the special events. I didn't find. I found Oogie Boogie Bash. Like Oogie Boogie Bash this year was like, the problem was more that they were putting the characters out for super short sets. It wasn't the the length of the queues. The length of the queues were okay. Um, it was just the that bit didn't really work out that well. But it's like, but even you know what it's like when you go to Disneyland Paris and you're standing in a line to meet Donald Duck, who is one of the core five Disney characters. And you could easily be standing there for the guts of an hour sometimes. Yeah. Like, like uh, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard to meet the core characters. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I'll never understand it until someone sits me down and explains exactly why <laughs> it gets like this. I'll never well, get it. But <laughs> you can, you can meet them, just pay your 90 euro for Plaza Gardens. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the food, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're, I'll do we're the rifling. We're, yeah, the breakfast is fantastic. I, I always maintain, sorry yeah, to go off breakfast. on a tangent here, like the breakfast, like to me, like I know it's like secondary characters, or whatever, but like they're just so much fun. You get like, usually get like Eeyore and stuff like that. And and then the breakfast is just like nom, 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 nom. It's just all the food, like all you want. Whereas I find dinner at Plaza Gardens, like they're kind of half assed trying to be French. <laughs> and they don't it's quite closet... dinner's mayhem I find like the last time I went to the dinner it was just like this is me sounding really anti-children as always but like it was just absolute <laughs> mayhem and with the breakfast is a lot more chill I think I don't know what it is but yeah. um, I like the secondary characters I like the Winnie the Pooh characters and like Pinocchio and all those kind of ones coming around so um, yeah we're doing the breakfast on our March trip so nice. I'm, I'm pumped about that. Yeah, I think Plaza Gardens as well. Just again, another tangent. The the acoustics in Plaza Gardens are incredibly harsh. And anybody who suffers from any sort mm -hmm. of noise sensitivity, like that kind of high pitched, high frequency thing, um, you know, you're nearly mm -hmm. better off bringing headphones for yourself going in there because it just the noise of the kids. I speak uh, as a obviously as a parent <laughs> but like my god um there's nothing as annoying yeah. as other people's kids <laughs> even if you have kids yeah um and this this screeching and you know half the kids so half the kids are afraid of these characters you know I mean like my my mm -hmm. own youngest kid was entirely not on board with meeting characters and um, we went summer 22 like mickey mouse come mm -hmm. up and she was like what the hell is this like six foot tall mouse <laughs> coming towards <laughs> like you know oh, so bless her. we have we have her on board nowadays so all good but yeah Plaza Gardens sensory overload for anybody who has 
acoustic sensory issues. Um, yeah. So we'll put that down as a kind of a lessons learned for the AP night. But it, yeah. it, I, I think a lot of people were very positive who were there. Um, I didn't want to be too positive because it wasn't there and I was bitter about it. But mm. it seemed like a pretty good <laughs> night. So we'll just, we'll, we'll park that. Um, moving on to, um, speaking of doing the French thing weird in Plaza Gardens, uh, Brasserie Rosalie has opened up in Disney Village. It mm-hmm. offers uh, an insight into the future of Disney Village. And um, speaking, us both speaking as non-Parisians and non-French people, um, would you be rushing to the Oyster Bar? I wasn't until I actually saw the food and saw the menu properly. And I think it actually looks really nice and I would like to try it. Like, I'm not a seafood person, but there's other stuff on the menu. It's not just seafood. Um, I will definitely give it a go. I was, I'm feeling a lot more positive about that. And I think as somebody who has always been advocating for different food to come to the parks in the Disney Village, something that is not like fast food or like standard theme park food or something reheated from Auchan, like... I think this is a really good step. It looks like they're actually putting something different in there and catering to French tastes as well because I think a lot of the food um, at DLP is catered to uh, a very simple... I don't want to say the words. Um, simple nuggets. palate. Uh, nugget brigade. And... Well, the nuggets are on the the nuggets are on the kids menu, which which, which is a really yeah. important thing because that's, like that's a okay. lot of people. That's, yeah, yeah. That's fine that and they have well, nuggets. It's just nice to see something else. In the Disney Village 2.0 plan, or mm-hmm. it's 3.0 at this stage. Um, uh, 2.5. There is a yeah. There is a. Remember when it was called Festival Disney? Remember that there was like. Mm-hmm. remember there was no gates and there was no security and it was all just chill um, free for all they're doing a monster mcdonald's upgrade um to the just beside mcdonald's current um whatever footprint you you would say so mm-hmm. don't worry yep. like for the people who are freaking out that this is like you know high-end brasserie going into disney village you you are getting a, a high-end mcdonald's <laughs> um in about a year i think they're gonna keep the old one. They're gonna keeping the old one open oh. while they do up the new one. So, all good. But yeah, like one of the things I was very excited about was was the fact that um, Brasserie Rosalie is just ha- it's another quick service breakfast option. Now it's just pastries and coffee, but that's uh, so many people come like don't come at me, but they're like they're hell bent on um, meal plans, and you and me both know that. Like, if you go to the parks often, you don't get a meal plan. Like, nobody who goes no. more than twice a year, like, say, will get meal plans. And these little no. breakfast options where you can just, they even have a little window. You know, it's called the, the counter, I think it is, in French. Um, and yeah. you get your coffee and your, and it's not crazy price. You know, it's about two or three euro for a croissant and, again, two or three euro for a coffee. And um, you just, on your merry way into magic, magic hour, um, without having you know a belly full of scrambled eggs for going on fly force or space mountain so i'm all about it like exactly oh and on that point on that point as well it's worth i think saying to anyone who does have a meal plan booked you can't use your vouchers here because it's not a no. disney owned property so if you're if you have a meal plan i would stick to your hotel or annette's diner or 
the bakery on Main Street if you're really feeling adventurous, but like you can't use it in Rosalie if you yeah, no meal plan vouchers accepted there. Yeah, it's interesting that Disneyland and Paris are kind of farming out the man- management of these restaurants because the Royal Pub, which is kind of a, a quasi um temporary situation. I don't know how much you know about that, but um it's it's pretty much gonna get floored again <laughs> um with the development. Mm-hmm. But that's ran by the Bertrand group, which kind of runs these um kind of hipster restaurants all over Paris. Do you know that they're called uh the Bureau? Like they they're they're aimed at office workers and it's pretty much the same menu. When you when you look at the menu for these places, it's kind of like an upper class Weatherspoons, and um, because yeah. all the menus are exactly the same, they're it's, they're huge, huge menus as well. Which, but Rosalie is something very different than the Royal Pub. Like Rosalie is clearly seafood uh, focused with some other options yeah. as well. But from the certainly from the content that you know the likes of DLP Report and others were putting out over the last few days. Um, there seems to be a great vibe about the place. I mean, DLP Airport pretty much um, ate their breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the whole weekend just past. So, yeah. I mean, I've they'd be the first people. I mean, they're on board with with the kind of you know DLP message, but they are the first people to kind of get a little um, dig in wherever it suits with regards something not you know, being up to scratch, being up to standards. So, yeah, I can't wait to try Rosalie. It, it Like, a lot of people want me as well, saying it's a shame that they lost the characters. Um, now, Cafe Mickey's closed a long time now, but they clearly want to put, they clearly want to put the characters behind a bigger paywall a than paywall. just, yeah, than just um, Cafe Mickey. Like, I can totally see the likes of um, the lower budget hotels going behind a uh, not paywall but just reserving their character experiences for their hotel guests very soon um there's nothing there's nothing like confirmed or being rumored about this it just that's just the vibe i'm getting from the whole place that disneyland hotel is going to be like completely locked up (laughs) for characters yeah art of marvel already is that hurts my heart whenever they do up sequoia the likes of Newport, Santa Fe and Cheyenne. Maybe they'll keep Santa Fe and Cheyenne as like ultra budget options. But um, I just don't see like it's it's too good a deal. Like I often mention to people that, oh, like, you know, they're, they're getting in the night before whatever. They fly in at 6, 6 p.m. And what can we do? I was like, oh, you can go around to one or two hotels and meet characters for free. Like it's just such a good deal. Yeah. Without paying a penny. I do it all the time. I do it Absolutely. all the time. Like. The Newport Newport Bay character mate is my favorite one. Like, absolutely love that. It's lovely because it's like up until like ten thirty p.m. and on some nights where you're just not feeling the fireworks and your your legs are sore, your body is sore. <laughs> you're just like, I yep. just want to go to a nice hotel and get a hug from Minnie, please. Thank you. <laughs> that's me. That's literally me every night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get your get your foot in like a, a nice bath or something. Um, speaking of Disneyland Hotel, um, just today, and it's good because we were going to record this uh, yesterday, and something in the mm-hmm. water, I don't know, 
whenever we record on the Monday, we always get a massive drop of news on the Tuesday. So this is just meant to be that we're recording this on Tuesday night. I know. But Disneyland Hotel um, just flooded. Thankfully, it wasn't a Saturday. Disneyland Paris has a habit of setting out loads of information uh, for content creators on a Saturday morning where nobody, like, I don't know if anyone knows this, but engagement on weekends is generally terrible. So don't put out important information on weekends, particularly in the kind of work from home uh, post-pandemic future that we have these days. People are just not on their phones at the weekends. So exactly today, like you'd, th- you'd think it would be, you'd think weekend would be a good time because people are off work, but they're actually off work doing things. They're not, on, well, they're not off work on their phones. I know for a fact that I have way less phone time at the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Then like even just like weeknights, I have more time because just, you know, weekend activities bleed into like later bedtimes and things. So you end up having less time yeah. on your phone. So I think what was it? Um, the, the splashes of color and symphony of colors that was all released on the Saturday morning, and my phone was like, I was driving. I was driving to. Was I driving to Belfast that day? I think I was. Yeah. Um, you were. So anyway, exactly. So I was just bullying. I was like two hours in the car up to Belfast, and I was just like, like here I am driving as fast as I can, wanting to be on my phone. Like this yeah, is why we need typical. the full self driving thing to work better, that I can just be posting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sorry pardon that uh, two minute interlude the Disneyland Hotel was um, kind of again another sneak peek into the hotel today we got um, pictures and we got the My Royal Dream prices um, this is the yeah. princess makeover situation which is happening and did you see the prices of this bad boy my stomach dropped out of my backside i'm not gonna lie when <laughs> oh i dear. saw that third the last when i saw the last one the top tier one 440 euro and you don't get a ride up main street in a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> with an empty pathway for your arrival that is shocking to me that i would is expect a shocking for that price money to be paying for on your top child, of everything else for your child to be like taken off you for a few hours <laughs> Oh Absolutely. man! So let's. I'll go through. I have the prices here in front of me. So for ninety-five euro, you have the Royal Beauty, which is makeup, hairstyling, photo shoot, and souvenir picture. So, I mean, you're really paying for the hairstyling there, kind of, because if you have photo pass, which let's be honest, if you're staying in Disneyland hotel, if you're interested in this kind of premium experience, you're probably going to have photo pass. Um, makeup yep. is. I don't know if this is. I mean, my, my wife was a bit taken aback by this makeup on three-year-olds. Um, is this, mm. this isn't like face painting. This is makeup. This is like blusher and. It's, it's not like full face of Charlotte Tilbury. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a wee bit of blush and like, we're not, um, actually, I'm not, I'm going to say what I was just about to say. Um, I know, I know, I know. It's like, it's, this is PG, PG, PG. We all, we all um, felt that. We all felt that. Yeah. It was like blusher. And I think like, some glitter on their eyes and like it's not like a full-on like cake of makeup but which makes the price even more ludicrous really when you think about it, it. Does. but that's it's um because because I, i'm thinking here right expecting that kind of price yes i'm thinking here that like um 17 euro is like the face painting in the parks and mm-hmm. hairstyling i mean they're not gonna 
they're not gonna like it's not a wash and blow dry this is just like <laughs> a quick dyson yeah. like put a few curls in your hair um photo shoot you probably have it i, I mean it, it's experience let's be honest it's an experience so and, and it's worth I, noting as well that one doesn't that first package doesn't include a dress yes it doesn't. that doesn't include any like so, it doesn't include any clothes like if you're going to bring a dress you have to bring a dress from home if you, you have wanna, to wear something yeah, you can't just turn up like, um yeah it yeah. also kind of irked me a little bit. I, I'm not the target marker for this person, but my kids are firmly the target marker for this uh, activity. But that it was, um, and I say that because um, some of the documentation today said that, oh, this experience, uh, and not just this experience, but the hotel in general um, was particularly for younger children and like a lot of people listening to this podcast will be like disney adults because you're listening to a podcast you're what are we now an yeah. hour into a podcast about disney you're clearly a disney adult whether you like it or not and um amongst disney adults there's a there's definitely a thing where it's slightly offensive to say that you know certain activities in the parks and in disney um locations are for kids now obviously there's some reality to this that like we we all accept that like some things are for kids but saying a hotel is for kids is a bit strange you're five star are the children, 1, euro are the children paying for that hotel yeah <laughs> are, the, yeah, are the children funding that is it coming out of their trust fund <laughs> well maybe they're hoping to sell these like oh. sell content for the the makeovers on tiktok or something here and like um Oh my god! Okay, so ninety five euro is the base package. Um, I I can't remember. I have a I had a thing saved where I gave the the previous prices of the. Oh, it's gone now. Maybe I had it. Oh, it is. I have it here. Yeah. So I think that the initial offering was sixty euro. This is a Disneyland hotel before it was closed. So it started at sixty, and then it went up to three hundred and fifty. So it's gone from 60 to 95 and it's gone from 350 euro to 440. So that's not a crazy increase in the four years considering the world that has happened. Um, inflation and all that business. It still doesn't make it any easier to stomach but just looking at the um, just looking at the menu here for the old stuff and maybe the old stuff was massively overpriced as well. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what it is? I think my brain is comparing it to character dining prices. Yeah. You know, like when I think of how much you're paying to go for that experience and you're meeting characters and you're getting your dinner and you're getting like, I, I obviously I'm not the target market for this either. But if I'm trying to put myself in a position, if I had a child, I would find it so hard to justify these prices compare like i would pay for a character dinner a billion times over before i would yeah put, for, put down like, for this like it is really worth saying that these this activity is not for children only um i don't know how comfortable they're going to make you feel <laughs> walking in as an adult um when <sighs> it's clearly marketed to kids but it says three and up and um they will have from what i understand they will have adult um options for i mean let's go on to the, the second tier which is the royal makeover which is 190 euro that's your makeup your hairstyling your photo shoot and your your picture from the first option 
but for the addition of 95 euro you get a costume of your choice and an accessory of your choice um, which is pretty much the market value of you know a dress and maybe a tiara from um, one of the shops in the park and mm-hmm. then is the 440 euro option which is not um, available on launch I think that's going to be a few weeks or maybe even months after launch um, I don't know why, but here we go. It's your makeup, your hairstyling, and then you get nail art, and you get a premium costume with a with a. Okay, they have cinch bag. I assume that's a clinch bag, but they have it spelled a cinch bag, C I N C H. Premium tiara and a light up wand from Disney on Ice in Belfast. <laughs> um, photo shoot with professional photographer <laughs> and a framed souvenir picture so like that's 440 euro and it's not going to be available maybe there's they're just waiting for the hotel prices to come down a little bit before um asking people for 440 euro but one thing i did think of while you were saying that um about the prices versus like aubergne etc um one plus that this has and it's not really a plus it's more like me looking at the bright side of things is that you only pay for your kid or you only pay for the person who is partaking in this activity um if say for example myself and i have my seven-year-old and she wants to do this um, i don't have to go with her to auberge and pay 90 95 euro for myself to sit in auberge um, now i love the princesses don't like everyone knows me right <laughs> but as like yeah. you know as like 95 percent of the dads out there who don't want to pay to go to auberge if they want to bring their seven-year-old um to this they just pay 95 euro for this experience versus having to pay 95 plus 50 for the kids food, which is just a bowl of pasta um, for auberge. Mm. So there's, you could argue that, that adults who are not getting their makeup done um, at this experience don't have to pay. I assume I, I highly assume like, come on, oh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you couldn't. You, yeah. You so couldn't. that's just, you couldn't, like... you couldn't, you couldn't, no. <laughs> um no so that's no. yeah we had a few more pictures from inside the hotel today i think we had a tiktoker who was illegally leaking uh videos from inside the hotel also <laughs> i don't know if you saw that oh my god that got no, stupid taken down but oh, disneyland paris down. i can't send <laughs> it it's been taken down completely um disneyland paris has done a good job at showing us some cranes and some hard hats and stuff like I, I i'm not sure of of the marketing behind this i, I don't want to see like cheapest room 900 euro a night i don't want to see a lad in a hard hat and a high-vis vest going around the room i don't want to see um it looks like a castle club room or some sort of superior room and the beds are all covered in plastic um, because yeah. clearly, you know, they're just getting ready for guests or whatever in, in a month or two's time. Am I wrong here? Is the marketing completely like, why are Disneyland Paris releasing pictures of um, a stepladder in the Tableau de Lumiere, which is their like upper end it's, restaurant? It's a beggar's belief, because, considering like this is meant to be their VIP five star offering. The marketing needs to be five star VIP, and like you said, a fellow going right in a hard hat. Like we don't want to see that. We want to see the finished product, even if that's just Is concept it... art, like good concept art. I'd rather see that than see that see someone. It's it's half done. 
It's not ready. Yeah. Why, why are you putting that out there? Like, we all know it's not ready. That's fine. You know, there's another there's another six like, weeks to opening, seven weeks to opening. They they released a picture here of the princely suite. Um, I don't know if you can see it. I'll hold my phone up to the to the camera here, um, and maybe you can see it there. Um, there is a sh- a chandelier or like a Lumiere candelier, uh, candle kind of holder, hmm. and it's just like on its side on the on yeah. the table, <laughs> as if someone like didn't plug it in or whatever. And it's oh, just I don't know. Like maybe I'm gonna get in trouble for the saying Natasha. It, but, um, like Natasha, yeah. Like who was who was thinking to do this? Like they should have had at least they should have had some. Like is it that hard to put a hard hat on the likes of Mickey Mouse and add a bit of um, theming to the fact that they were showing us behind? Like put put Mickey Mouse climbing up the the, the step ladder here, finishing off the room. Like. Uh, or do you know anyway. what they could do instead? They could show us the bit that is done. Oh, stop. And just not talk about what's not. <laughs> like, it's simple as that. Just show us what is done. Like, there's no need to show us the, like, this, whatever this restaurant, isn't done. We don't need this to see that until it's done. Is, yeah, this restaurant is 120 euro per person, the table de Lumiere. I assume this is it because it's completely gold. So I assume this is uh, Lumiere's restaurant. And if they just took out Well, for the that, you'd expect the candle to be upright. <laughs> you'd expect Lumiere to be serving your food um, <laughs> like this is this photoshopped in is this can you see my my phone here is this is this ladder photoshopped into the picture there's oh, no shadows that wouldn't shock me have they photoshopped in a picture I might post this to our stories after brother. after um, oh my god anyway so anyway, I'm I'm completely you know, whenever we get the hotel finished, I'm very positive about this hotel. It's shockingly priced, but I feel like yeah. again, they're probably gonna smash the implementation and like the premium experience. It's a huge shame that it's I'm excited. Yeah, it's a huge shame that it's well out of the price range of a lot of Disney fans. And hopefully mm-hmm. when things calm down a bit, you can um, you know, book in for the Royal Banquet, which is only 100 euro each um <laughs> and experience the hotel yeah. in some way like maybe by the summer it, you might be able to walk into the hotel without any sort of business going on in we're the trying hotel. to get lunch we're trying to get lunch for march i have just been um because you can still book lunch if you're not staying there but only lunch so i am gonna try but i have actively been just completely disengaged with this trip um, which I need to change. <laughs> so I need to sort myself out and get my dining reservations and stuff in order. But that is the plan, just to get in for a nosy. The app has said like different things regarding regarding lunch even. Um at different times it says that um you can only you can only go so the Royal Banquet, for example, right? I'm on the app here and um on the kind of the, the page where it has just just loads all the restaurants at the at the um at the parks it says hotel guests mm-hmm. only you so, can book through a travel agent though if you've booked oh through yeah a you can prepay can do it yes yeah yeah that's what we're doing um i just haven't done okay. it okay so and funny thing is that i i was booking the royal banquet um onto my package in i booked direct with disney and mm-hmm. um they couldn't give me the ap discount on the royal banquet which you know is 
30 euro for two people. So it was a bit of money. <laughs> I wanted a discount. So they said, no, no, yeah. unfortunately, if you, if you want to add it to your, to your booking, you know, um, it's going to be a uh, full price. And I was like, okay, but so you're not giving me an AP room rate. You're not even giving me AP discount on the food. Like, how do I get AP discount on the food? Oh, you have to book it through the app and you have to pay when you get there. So I just went onto the app and I have like multiple bookings for the Royal Banquet now, which I'm going to get my discount mm-hmm. on. But they couldn't do that. The prepay, uh, I don't know. Make Classic. it make sense. Make it make sense. Um, just to uh, finish off our little updates for the parks is the a very exciting Autopia collaboration with uh, the car rental company who are not paying us to be part of this podcast. We will not mention them. Um, nope. I'm devastated that they haven't turned Autopia electric. Like I know the fumes and the noise is part of the attraction for, for a lot of people who don't drive just to get a chance to drive. <laughs> um, but it's really but bad for the environment. It's such a stink. Um, it's, <laughs> like, really, it's, it's just... These are 1992. These engines are 30 years old. Like, I don't think these engines would be allowed on French roads if um, they had to pass some sort of emissions tests or whatever. But yeah, it was a missed opportunity, like, just to put in some... I know it would have felt a bit numb to be in electric-powered um, little carts. Yeah. But hey, hey, do you know? But they're doing so much, though, in terms of, like, sustainability and environment and stuff, adding solar panels and everything in the car parks and things like that. It all seems a wee bit like, uh, yeah, you're doing that, but have you seen Autopia? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the state of Autopia? Like, reusable (laughs) reusable, uh, cutlery and whatnot. But, But there we have, like, 200 cars pumping out fumes like and it wouldn't mind but like when you're on Autopia it's pumping the fumes from the car in front of you into your face <laughs> it's not even yeah. like you basically might as well be having a smoke um yeah so yeah but you do get a little driving license commemorative kind of you know I went on Autopia little little uh business card thing that's kind of cool and um you get discount on the car rental company who is sponsoring Autopia if they want to be mentioned, they can get in touch with us for a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, um, for a small fee. For a small fee. Uh, add a couple of zeros. Um, <laughs> so that concludes the kind of park news. I did want to talk about, um, we're going to end up waffling here, so I want to keep it relatively short. But it's hard not to mention yeah. the kind of noise that's been happening around the big, 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 oh geez, I it's the wrong thing there. <laughs> big Disney news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Oh my God. Um, so in the last few weeks, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Um, in the last few weeks, uh, Bob Iger has been like in the headlines for like all the wrong reasons. Um, he's been the butt of another billionaire's. I assume Bob is a billionaire at this stage, maybe in investments. But another billionaire took aim yeah. at him, and he came out soon after. Um, I don't know if you know this. Now this is probably getting too much into the weeds, but there is an activist investor called Nelson Peltz. You know of him? So Nelson Peltz is the father of now this will probably lead into more pop culture. Do you know mm-hmm. um Nicola Peltz, who is Brooklyn Beckham's yes. wife? Brooklyn Beckham's wife, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So this is her father. Yep. And he is an activist investor, billionaire. Um, and he's not happy with how Disney's being run, and he's basically trying mm-hmm. to stage a coup 
to overthrow the board pretty much and you know either get bob out or change direction for the company which hap- will happen either way because bob can't ignore this stuff like he's he's only ceo like the board of directors is kind of more important than the ceo in some instances but i yeah. i feel kind of bad for bob these days because he took over what was a steaming pile of you know after the other bob for ruined the place for yeah. two years I mean, let's not get our words twisted here. Like, Bob Iger probably is no saint. Like, he's a businessman, you know? He made making... some very, um, I can't use the word that I was going to use, um, comment in relation to the SAG-AFTRA strike. I was, a, mm. I was a, definitely a Bob Iger supporter until that comment was made. And... I was just, uh, that kind of really soured me, I think. Um, it, it just gave me the impression of um, totally out of touch um, with the number of people who are impacted and the number of people who actually work behind the scenes on films and things. It's not just about rich, well-paid actors. There's also the people who work on the costuming, the hair, the makeup, the set design, the set, you know, the people that you don't see. And he made a very poor used very poor choices of words when talking about the people impacted by the strike and it kind of soured me off our bob which is sad because i was i was team bob and yeah i'm trying to find um the quote from bob he said something like this is the worst time in the world to add disruption um he respects the right and desire to be compensated but they have to be realistic about the business environment and what this business can deliver um, like Bob Iger is a world-class businessman. Like, mm. I don't think you'd like, like a lot of businessmen, you don't get that high being entirely the best. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want to go for a point with a lot of, a lot of billionaires, but yeah, Bob Iger is, you know, a, a very like top tier executive in the kind of best and worst ways. Like, he has his duty for the shareholders and that that leads on to something else which like it's hard to um ignore also his comments last week that the current slate of content is or the recent slate of content was too focused on messaging and not on storytelling so i mean the proof is in the pudding with the kind of performance of the movies but it's really hard to mm-hmm. compare the performance of the movies now when you have, like yourself, you say you will not go see Wish because you have Disney Plus. Like, yeah. how can they? You had Scar Johansson. The... Exactly. Like, Scar Johansson the price sued. Of Disney Plus up. <laughs> there you what go. You like, Scar Johansson sued because during the Panini, they released her movie, which she was like executive producer on the movie. Um, and that means she was getting like percentage of the take home of the, of the box office. And they just, oh, we'll put it out in Disney mm-hmm. Plus and she won't get any of that. That that makes a lot more sense for Disney, for big Disney. And she sued him and won. Because mm-hmm. she is perfect in, in my mind. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, but I yeah, so like... I would agree. Yes, yes, confirmed. Um, so it's hard to know. Like some of the... Some of the... Um, this has probably gone beyond the scope of this podcast now. But some of the messaging has been a bit clumsy, I would say. Like there's just better ways of mm-hmm. integrating some of the the messaging and some of the positive um, 
particularly around diversity, some of the positive things they were trying to do with diversity um, in their stories. Um, I think I just think that the 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 way they integrated it was a bit clumsy, yeah. And it kind of when the messaging is front and center, like as opposed to like being a story story first, and then like it happens to be about diversity, and like again, this is beyond my realms, but but I, I never. I never want to have a, a, like a message shoved in my face. I want to think, oh, that's a great story. And by the way, there was a good message there too. So mm-hmm. like, it's hard to know whether this whole performance of the movies is to do with Disney Plus or is it to do with the kind of tone of the movies over the last few years or whatever. But they're struggling. Like, there's, there's a lot of struggle going on at Disney and he says they're going to have to change. So who knows I think it's to do with the narrative around woke Disney in quotes um I think people are looking for a reason to like I think there's definitely a way to tell stories with a really good message it's just it when it becomes this big media thing you know like when Lightyear had the gay couple in it for yeah. a whole three seconds that was a that media was... storm that was, and, that was and that didn't need to be like it was a bad movie that didn't need to be the... <laughs> Like, it but wasn't that a, was a great movie, but the me- like that didn't need to was, be what it became. Yeah, if that was a good movie, we probably wouldn't be talking about that. You know, like for example, I, mean, I loved um, Elemental, and yeah. that had stories about about diversity, you know, ethnic minorities and whatnot, and no one talked about that because I think that the movie kind of mm-hmm. pushed past that and just became an enjoyable story about two characters. Um, so I don't know, it's, we're not going to solve this on the podcast, but it's, it's like, it's, yeah, like you said, there's an awful lot of, there's an awful lot of clicky, clicky baits, uh, click baits, uh, stuff yeah. uh, out there. Um, and again, it's just divisiveness going on with like woke, anti-woke, whatever, diversity, anti-diversity, like all this stuff. And people are just clicking on, you know, one extreme or the other. So Disney, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it. It's extremes. I think people need to tell the story, but don't make such a song and dance out of it that it becomes yeah. something bigger than it needs to be. Yeah, like I've solved it. That's it. End that's of story. It. There you go, Bob. Bob, invoice Bob. on the desk tomorrow morning. Megan for CEO. That'd be so funny. Yeah, um, I know her. I'll be next. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what else we have? Oh, the, the big thing coming up next year, um, because of the strikes, there's very little coming up next year with regards to movies. Um, I think the yep. main thing is going to be, I know your eyes are going to kind of gloss over here, but Deadpool 3, there's an awful lot of, I was reading some um, kind of, you know, looking, looking forward to next year in the box office. And Deadpool 3 is really going to mm-hmm. be Disney's only billion dollar hope, if you get me. Like Disney, is this the first time Disney has had a full slate of uh, box office releases. Like they've had what, like six or eight, probably Disney movies this year, and none of them have reached yeah. a billion. Um, no, I thought Guardians might have done it, but um, I would say Guardians is probably the most. Uh, seems to me probably the most successful one. Yeah, um, and then you have people keep saying that, like you know, uh, superhero fatigue and all this stuff, but like. You can clearly tell that when you have a good superhero movie or like a Marvel comic movie like Guardians, like Spider-Man No Way Home, that it does do well. So 
I don't think that it's superhero fatigue. I just think it's, you know, bad movie fatigue that they come up with, like, just throwing out any old movies. Like, I didn't like the Marvels. I thought that that story could have been told much better. And it was just unfortunate. Poor Brie Larson can't get a break with that character. Like, because it's like a complete God complex Superman character that it's really hard to relate to. So, and then you have Brie Larson's like, you know, again, she's in the headlines for everything apart from the movies being made. But I love them. I don't know if you, have you, have you, you see the Marvels? Um, Imam Valani, who plays Miss Marvel, is fantastic. Absolute A-class five star build the whole movie around her please i've seen the character like i know who she is but i still haven't seen the film but disneyland um, paris, yeah disneyland paris cast um someone who looks like america chavez who i know you don't know who that is either <laughs> um i've seen her too i've seen her in the parks but i don't know i haven't seen her film either <laughs> yeah and um, the cast someone who looks like america chavez as as Miss Marvel, which was unfortunate, but um, so yeah, let's see, let's see what happens. Um, coming up, like we have a few Disney Plus things coming up in the next few weeks. Um, they're releasing this real gritty um show called Echo, um, which is like a gangster type show, um, which is based in the Marvel universe. So that should be interesting. Okay. And um, that's it. Deadpool three is going to be like a reset for the whole. Um, X-Men slash the whole area because you know the way Disney bought Fox and yeah. in people are going to fall asleep now but basically Marvel back when Marvel was split up like Fox and Sony got different characters and now Disney is slowly buying them all back so they can put them all back in the movies together like Sony still owns Spider-Man yeah. which is again a weird situation but I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3 and I'm looking forward to a few other movies uh, next year. There's no other, like, there's no Disney Wish coming out next year, like a big thing that they're hyping up massively. Um, when are we getting that Snow White remake? I was just about to ask when is Snow White. It got pushed back a year, though, didn't it? It was meant to be out, like, soon. Like, January or something. And then they pushed it back another year. Yeah. They could push back a few years, hopefully. <laughs> like, well, 2025. To be honest. Um that's had so much like controversy around it. Like, I think it's the right decision to push it back to try and let it bloody redeem itself or something. Because March twenty first, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. It's there just got go. too much Set negative press around it. No, it has. And again, like, <laughs> how hard is it for someone? Like, why is there no PR person in charge of all these things? Like, that just the whole PR of that movie just got killed before people could even see anything. No. Like, the problem is that Disney it's... operates in a, in a bubble. Disney operates in a bubble. And then, like, like LA, you know, like, Burbank is another bubble. And then so there's a bubble mm-hmm. inside a bubble inside a bubble. And, like, no one's actually thinking about what people want to see in movies. So. No. Maybe they might change soon or something or, like, just get back on track. I really hope because, like, got to be a shame. Like, the box office money for Disney is, like, pretty much what feeds the the whole business and i know that the parks mm-hmm. are coming in strong with like good receipts and whatever but you can't have good park experience without good ip coming out so hopefully yeah. they sort sort things out soon enough yeah lots of not so good decisions being made up there but that's for another day including station 19 
Oh God. Because oh. Disney own ABC, my don't life. they? My life has been over. Like I feel like this has been going on for weeks. It's been four days. Um, since the Save Station and Save Station Nineteen campaign has started, it's been the the best. Like it's actually has for all the devastation, it's actually been unreal. Like we've got so much help from like the cast, the writers, the crew have all been so involved in helping, and it's just been unreal. Like unreal. I think we've got a good chance. Um, remind us again what what platform is Station Nineteen on? Is that on Disney Plus? It is on Disney Plus in the UK and Europe and in America. It's on Hulu. Ah, oh, super. I, do you know so. what? I'm going to watch that. I have not seen a single second of it. But just to help you, I'm going to add my eyes to the viewing Stream figures. It. Stream <laughs> it. Sign our petition. It. Yes. Do please get in touch with Megan um, if you love Station 19. And if you want to help, um, you know, get it. These, these decisions, like, you know can flip-flop you know i think you're doing great work and do you know what it is as well i'm not going to go off on this too much this is just something that is very important is that it whilst we are campaigning for 19 it is uh the issue is that the hollywood and entertainment industry have been disproportionately cancelling programs that have poc and lgbtq plus lead characters they've been disproportionately affected by cancellations uh, compared to you know non POC lead showrunners, so um, representation is something that's nineteen do so well. And while we're kind of using that as our catalyst, it's across the board. People are being underrepresented, and it is an injustice. So <laughs> that is the. So if anyone is following me on Twitter or TikTok at the moment, I'm sorry, not sorry for all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stop until we win unfortunately for you guys so if you want to get involved get in touch with me and we are keeping fighting the good fight until we can fight no more and that's yeah that. so i'm gonna I light a few candles <laughs> like clearly <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> clearly it's a good show at, at, at the heart of it it's a good show i know i know um you're saying that it's it's very important for representation, and it, it, you cl- you clearly enjoy watching. It. I haven't seen a second of it, so but like, you know, it's ABC's it's second highest se- second highest perf- ABC's second highest performing scripted show, and it's been cancelled out of nowhere. So there is there is more to the story. We are uncovering it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Clearly Stay some tuned. sort of agenda going on there, which is not cool. Mm. Not cool at all. And on that bombshell, I think we shall wrap it up. We're coming up on one hour and 27 minutes. <laughs> so um, we did yep. promise you Oops. a good catch up because we've been off for so long. This is probably going to be the last podcast that we have um, for the rest of the year. I know you're going to be off on the picket lines um, in Los Angeles um, by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we, we are in the trenches for the foreseeable. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We're trying uh, to, we'll I always say this, we're trying to um, make the podcast creation a bit lighter so we can just jump on whenever we see fit. Um, it doesn't, mm-hmm. life gets in the way sometimes and, you know, that's the most important thing really. And we're hopefully both on the straight and narrow um, coming into the next few weeks and months and we have lots of exciting things coming up. But Megan, do you want to do your thing? 
Yeah, that's a wrap on episode 9 of Irish Ears at Disney Fancast. You can keep up to speed with us both, Stuart on DLP Tips for Irish and me on Megan Loves Magic Socials. We hope everyone has a lovely Christmas, holiday, end of year period and we will see you in the new year where we might even be joined by a guest or two. Watch this space. But for now, we shall say abiento. See you soon. See you soon. Boom, boom. Boom, <laughs> boom.